This is the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. I'm Matt and today I'm going to be giving you a comic to read before you die. Firstly, if you give me a follow or a like or both, even recommend your friends, comments and messages are more than welcome. If you've got something you want me to talk about, let me know. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Glasses by Day pod. Right, so the comic to read before you die today is Heroes Volume 1. So for any fans of the Heroes television series, the graphic novel it should be right up your street. The, the graphic novel seems to fit, fill in a lot of the blanks that we had during the series. Stuff that maybe wasn't as clear cut as it could have been. The idea is there are some bits that they left it to your imagination, whereas the graphic novel fills in those gaps. So... For fans of comic art, you should be drawn in off the bat by the cover art by the legend Alex Ross. He's pro- I've bought so many covers of Alex Ross just for the fact that Alex Ross drew them. So I literally got into pre-New 52 Justice Society of America just for the first 10 issues because they had Alex Ross cover art. It ended up being a great series nevertheless, but I started reading it because of Alex Ross. Like I said, I buy a lot of standalone comics just because Alex Ross did the covers. They could literally all be shit comics, but great because of Alex Ross. Um, what I love about the Heroes graphic novel is that we've already been introduced to the you know to the comic world of Heroes along the course of the show. So anyone who's watched it knows that one of the characters um, he was an artist and he he was a precog, so he could. He could draw the future. His name was Isaac Mendes. So, like I said, Isaac could paint the future and had a comic series called Ninth Wonder. So, the issues of Ninth Wonder that um, we've seen through the show turn up as cover art for the rest of the issues in the graphic novel. So, each issue has a different writer and illustrator. So, this can always be a good thing or a bad thing, I think, when you've got a compendium of artists and writers in all one thing. On the whole, I'd say that it worked really well. Do you know what I mean? Especially seeing how the first illustrator is probably my favourite illustrator and my favourite penciler of all time. So the late, great Michael Turner. So sadly, Michael Turner passed away in 2008 because of complications with bone cancer. But I'm confident to say that if he had survived it, he would have influenced the comics that are around today. Without a doubt, he was, he was awesome. There's no one that can draw characters like he can, do you know what I mean? Especially female characters, let's put it that way. No, he was brilliant and it's just a shame that he yeah, he died before he could carry on and make some even better comics than this, alright? So anyway, back to Heroes. Um, what I love, um, like I said, is that each issue is generally a standalone issue. It's different artists, different writers... The stories they tell in the first volume are probably the most important to the Heroes universe because they tell us how certain characters, whether they were the main or the side characters, how they got to that point. Um, We learn a lot through the graphic novel about parts of the series which we have frankly been left in the dark about. Um, The artwork is different throughout, which is normally, like I said, off-putting for me, especially when I know what I like and what artists I like, but I feel that the artwork of each story seems to show off the voice saying that it's writing for. Yeah, 
there are a lot of times that I you know, I read a story and I think, oh my god, the artwork just didn't match that whatsoever. It's like a complete mi- mix match. I didn't really feel that with this. I feel like because I knew the characters before because of that. And I'm not saying that should be an, a reason for you not to, you know, not to watch, not, not to read the graphic novel. What I'm saying is, I feel like you should do both. I feel like Heroes on its own is a great series and definitely worth a watch. But if you can watch the series and then read read the graphic novel along with it, why the hell not? Um, that said, I, I hope that there has been someone along the way that hasn't watched the series whatsoever and has picked up the book started reading it and then thought, you know what, I'm going to watch the series, and then went on to watch the five volumes of the TV series. Um, my favourite issue of the graphic novels are the ones set in the future. So if you've watched the series, um, the spit first season especially, you're aware that the series seemed to have little or no budget to be in way of spending it, most of its money on Claire, the cheerleader who can heal from any injury, making her cuts disappear or bones magically crack back into place. By mid by mid season break, the series seemed to have an influx of money and search into it. So, enter the future episode. The future episode sees Hero, the main one of the main characters, and his psychic Ando head off to the future. Accidentally, they still go, and they run into Hero's future self. Um, it's a great episode, and it sets the rest of the, it sets the rest of the season up really nicely. Um, the two issues show the story of the future, showing how Peter Petrelli, the main character of the whole story, you know, the whole series basically, met um, Nikki um, in the future. Obviously, if you haven't watched the series, you know, it, it, it can be a bit confusing who these characters are. If you have watched it, I don't need to explain. Um, either way, I feel like the graphic novel, it fills in some blanks and shows us how the, the bleak future, yeah, how bleak the future can be if they don't stop the bomb, which is the essence of the first season of um, Heroes. Um, there's a plethora of writers. So writers include Aaron Eli, who's known for writing um, some of the best arcs in Ultimate X-Men. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know how much I love Ultimate X-Men. We have Chuck Pym, Chuck Kim even, um, Joe Pekaski, um, who wrote for Marvel, Ava Grigsby, uh, Pierre-Luigi, Catherine, Christopher Zatta, uh, Andrew Cambliss, who wrote um, for Weed and on Dollhouse and then went on to write Buffy Season 9. He also wrote episodes for Sparks' Blood and Sand. We've got Harrison Wilcox, Jesse Alexander, um, who became showrunner for um, for a season of American Gods. We've got Mark Warsaw, DJ Doyle, Tim Kepler, Joe Kelly, Joe Casey, Stephen T. Segal, and Duncan Rulo, who both have a pretty big bibliography between them. And lastly, Mark Sable. See, the artwork is more of a mixed bag with artists who are, by the most, lesser known, other than, you know, my best artist ever, Michael Turner. And the beauty of this comic series is not as big and flashy um, right as an artist, but and it's filling in the gaps and making characters that we already know and making them more complex. Um, the show can only do so much, um, and this is why a decent comic series will always be welcomed by me, especially if it can accompany the series like this one did, because these are all webisodes, basically. They were, they, were, they were web comics, basically, and they've all been put into compendium, basically. So, all in all, a decent comic and definitely deserving to be one of the comics you read before you die. 